Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Hey you, listening there. Have you heard about the witches with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls in this patriarchal demon-infested world? This is it. This is the final episode of season one. Whoa, we made it. I can't. We made it to 22 episodes. I know. Still alive, but we're barely breathing. Uh, pray to a God that I don't believe in. When a heart breaks, don't break even. I just realized I don't know the melody. Nailed it. That's pretty good. Uh, so no song this week. That's the song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. There will be a song because I neglected to do one last week because I was dying. Yes. Shall we do the manor keeping right now? Yeah, let's do right some here right keeping. Now? Let's do some manor keeping. Okay. Go off. Okay. First of all, <sighs> mm. Things are exhausting on a personal and a global level. Mm-hmm. I hate when that lines up. <laughs> it's quite often, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. I don't know if you feel that like permanent permafrost of exhaustion. <laughs> well, it's uh, which is not melting. This one is <laughs> melting. Yes. The the real permafrost is melting. Yes. The perma exhaustion is uh, quite um, insoluble. <laughs> Good word. So smart. Thank you. I'm trying really hard today because I'm tired. I'm compensating. You're doing great. For my lack of brain activity by just reaching like deep into the recesses <laughs> of my brain and pulling something out. Uh, um, things, things are, it's always my instinct to say things are good, mm. um, but they're not always. Mm-hmm. Things are negotiable. Mm-hmm. They flip a lot. It seems like there's a big disaster every day, Mm -hmm. either right next to me or very, very far away. Mm -hmm. That's the song for the week. (laughs) Um, But I am thankful, increasingly thankful to be surrounded by people who are also negotiating the same thing Mm -hmm. and are here to support one another and are finding ways to resist and rebel and to still live their lives like they are trying to make their dreams come true. Beautiful. So I'm appreciative of that. And I appreciate you appreciating that. (laughs) It's a good thing to recognize. I think that when we actively look at the things that we're grateful for, it helps us build better mindfulness. I would agree with that. I am not super clear on the concept of mindfulness. further than just like the definition of the word. Mm. But whenever you mention something like that, I feel like I'm doing a good <laughs> job. <laughs> I, I'm, I've never like formally learned how to build mindfulness and I don't think that I, it's like something that I practice often. But my general understanding is that when you are able to incorporate a, intention and a bigger focus on what you're doing and why you're doing it, that is mindfulness. Mm. Okay. 
well then it's a goal. It's for sure a goal. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a manner keeping of the mind. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that one of the things that happens the most with people is that they forget to reflect on their experiences and being a real person, and they just get caught up in the day-to-day -day struggles of life. The minutia. Yeah. For sure, and the minutia count. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, though, I'm not sure if we remember any of it. So maybe we shouldn't let it take up so much space in the first mm -hmm. place. Yeah. Unless you like being detail-oriented. <laughs> I mean, it's good to be detail-oriented, but it's good to also carve out a little space so that you recognize that you are alive and you are doing things and that you're worth something. Being alive. Oh, speaking of which, this is not related to anything in particular except the song Being Alive. Okay. Katrina Lenk is going to be playing Bobby on Broadway in company. That is correct. Which is exciting. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my theater news. I love it. Thank you very And much. in theater news, and in Shana's theater news, this is Shana's Theater Corner. This is... <gasps> that doesn't have anything to do with this podcast. Many things we say don't have anything to oh, do with you're this right. podcast. There's a tenuous relationship between our jokes and what is actually being talked about on the screen. And the content of our namesake. Mm -hmm. That's true. That's very true. Fine. Shana's Theater <laughs> Corner. Done for this one. Who knows? We'll bring it back season two, maybe. <gasps> Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay okay. wary. Stay on your toes. Stay wary. <laughs> oh, I like that better than stay tuned. <laughs> stay wary. Stay wary. <laughs> stay wary. Oh. <laughs> stay wary. Stay weary. Can we get that on a shirt? Stay wary. Stay weary. Stay. We need one more W um, for the power of three. Witchy. Stay witchy. Stay witchy. Oh. Wow. Let's get that on a shirt. Let's get that on a shirt. Can we get some fan art about a that? Shirt. Well, oh, oh, one other thing. One mm. other thing. Um, we got some fan mail-ish, <gasps> kind of. So I got messaged <laughs> uh, on Instagram. what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you about this. Mm -hmm. I got messaged on Instagram by somebody who doesn't know either of us and listens to this podcast, which, amazingly, there are people who enjoy this podcast for its content and not just because they're obligated to listen to us as their friends. Um, and this person was looking to see if we were going to be at the live taping of Buffering the Vampire Slayer season five in Philadelphia. Um, and I wish we had been able to, that would have been so lovely. But I just wanted to say, um, if anyone out there is like wanting to meet up and talk about Charmed and just hang out, Wow, <laughs> I'm so happy about why? that. Why? Yeah, oh yeah, why? First of all, why? Second of all, wow. <laughs> wow, I'll buy you a milk tea. Yeah, totally. I'll, I'll buy you a milk tea. Yeah, I'll buy you a beverage of your choice. That's a good manner keeping. Mm -hmm. So thanks for that. Um, this person didn't like give me any, I didn't ask them for permission to mention their name or anything. Mm -hmm. So just thank you to that person. You know who you are. Yeah, cool. It's so cool. It's very cool. Um, the only piece of manner keeping that I want to bring up is that yesterday I went to a comedy show called Secret Loft Comedy Show, and it was amazing. So I just want to talk about it so that everyone else can go and they can enjoy the stuff that I enjoyed. The standout comedian of the night's six was, I think, Jay Jordan, who you can probably find on YouTube. I think he just recently performed at Just for Laughs, and he is so, all of his comedy is so thoughtful, so specific, and so smart. 
like he would like lead from a really insightful discussion about something that means something to him into jokes. Can I can I share one of his Please, jokes? Please, oh, I'm okay. ready. So he identifies as queer, and he talks about how having that label is important to him because it lets him figure out, uh, it, it lets him feel as if there are more ways that he can acknowledge and understand many different other identities rather than just the LGBT. And he was like, there are so many letters in the acronym, but it's important. LGBTQIAAP, uh, JG Wentworth 877 Cash Now. <laughs> <laughs> it was I'm really appreciative that he listed, though, all of them. And then, yeah. And then, because I feel like occasionally people will do that as a way of being like, there are too many letters and I oh, don't yeah. want to acknowledge these identities. But I love that he did. Yeah. Well, I mean, part of that bit was that he delved into the fact that there are so many letters and it's hard for a lot of people to process. And he says, well, every letter is important and it helps give us more ways to categorize how we want to talk about ourselves. And then he also says a bunch of jokes about it, which is a delightful way to make it more accessible. Mm-hmm. I will give one more joke. That he yes, said. please. He's like, every letter's important. For instance, the letter P stands for pansexual, which is when you get turned on in a sur la table. So, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> heard the, heard the uh, content of that joke before, but I've never heard it phrased that way. Oh, yeah. I like that shit. Yeah, I feel like I've definitely seen that on Tumblr. Yeah. But anyway, that is my manner keeping because I want to recommend him. And I also want to recommend the show because... I have never been to a comedy show that was that diverse. Six performers, four of them were women, three of them were LGBTQ+, and two of them were Muslim. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and it was such a like small, intimate, safe space that it felt like every joke had the audience laughing and had them exactly 100% along the ride with the comedians. That's incredible, because I feel like comedy is such a a scary place occasionally mm -hmm. when it's like, oh, am I going to make get made fun of today yeah. for something that I literally cannot control? <laughs> yeah. But this sounded like it was it was insightful and different and wonderful. Secret Loft. Secret Comedy Loft. show. <sighs> Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I can't guarantee that they're all going to be like that because that was the only one I've been to, but mm -hmm. my experience was good. Secret Loft, sponsor us. <laughs> Give us a loft. Give us a loft. Make it secret. But first, we shall do this. Yes. Season 1, episode 22, Deja Vu, all over again. Season 1, episode <laughs> 22, Deja Vu, all over again. Whoa. Uh, what is going on? So freaky. So freaky deaky. Okay, so this episode, it was... Aired on May 26, 1999, mm. and it was directed by Les Sheldon, and it was written by Brad Kern and Constance M. Bird. <gasps> Constance! Constance! We love her. She came back for the final episode. She did, and then she scooted off into the wilderness. Oh. As I did. It's cold and dark out there. Yeah. Okay, so this is it. This is the last episode. Oh, my God, of this season. Bryce? Mm-hmm. First off, mm -hmm. first off. Yes. Every We're going to assume that everyone's seen this episode. Uh -huh. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers ahead. Spoilers right now. Bryce, what was your reaction? Um, I didn't know that it was going to end like that. Mm. I felt like this was the episode where you felt the most tragedy and you felt the most hopelessness. And even though they ended kind of on a, a good note, I think that there was a lot more um, 
left in the ashes at the end of it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think there was a lot that was kind of brushed aside. And um, we'll have to come back for season two. We'll have to come back for season two to see how they actually deal, if they deal, Yeah. in the aftermath of, well, we'll just say it, of Andy dying. That happens. And I will say that I had watched one episode of the reboot Charmed, and that happened. And I was like, interesting that they would kill him in the reboot. But I was also mistaken, because they killed him in the original as well. They killed Andy in yeah. the reboot? Well, they killed the Andy um, corollary. Oh, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't either. That's the only episode I saw. Oh, that's right. Let us know if we <laughs> should watch the epi like the first episode, do an episode on the reboot of Charmed. Yeah. I feel like it would be a nice thing to do. If we take a little like hiatus between seasons, yeah. it might be nice to like come back in for like a holiday special. <laughs> yeah, like a, a holiday special with Yeah. I think a cute. holiday special with the reboot with mm -hmm. season season one, episode one. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah, we're taking a hiatus, y'all. <laughs> Just uh, in case you didn't know, mm, yes. uh, we're gonna take a little, a little time off <laughs> to be people. Shayna's face is just one eye bag. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> no, you look beautiful as always. Oh, no, no, you do. You do. <laughs> I am it's the. It's true though. I am the unwashed masses, and you are beautiful and tall and gorgeous. <laughs> I am the Statue of She's Liberty. Statue. <laughs> Is that the Empire State Building? <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So we'll we'll come back and we'll we'll do a little holiday. Yeah, special. we'll revisit that. But in the meantime, yeah. What were your thoughts? I, I mean, this is your t first time rewatching. I'm assuming. No. Oh no. Oh my God, no. You've seen it. I've over seen it so many times. Okay. I've seen Deja Vu all over again, all over again, all <laughs> over again. I've seen this a lot. Um, I think it's good that he left. I think it's a good thing because I think the way they were write, like writing his story, they extended it for such a long time mm -hmm. in terms of him trying to figure out what was happening with Prue. And it just really, that period was taxing. Mm -hmm. And I think they kind of wrote him into a corner a bit. Yeah. So because I think it was a fitting exit in the way that they were writing it, even though I think there could have been more done with the character mm -hmm. earlier on if they had taken a different turn. Mm -hmm. But as it was, I think it was a good thing. T.W. King was clearly, you know, leaving. Andy was gone. Mm -hmm. He, I, I would love to have seen him continue in a different show, perhaps. Like uh, Daryl and Andy. Yeah, my one thought, no, I, I had many thoughts. <laughs> my One of the thoughts, though, was what's going to happen to Daryl? What is going to happen to Daryl? I will just have to keep watching and we'll yeah. find out. Stay wary. Stay wary, stay weary. <laughs> stay stay witchy. witchy. This is our new thing. I like it. I like it, too. Stay Warner. <laughs> stay Wong! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's real good. It feels great when you find your thing. <laughs> well, it only took us 22 episodes. At the very end, this is our culminating season one episode. 
goodbye forever. <laughs> Going out with a bang. <laughs> oh my God, we could make it like a little pentagram and like <gasps> the five stays. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cute. That'd be really cute. I really like that. Does um, anyone know how to make merch? <laughs> For our five listeners, I'll put it. I'll put the a symbol on PS Paint, and then I'll share. <laughs> share MS it Paint. Oh, MS Paint. PS the, Paint. That, why does PS sound familiar? PS Two. Oh, maybe. 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 PCP. Oh, I think no was bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't do that. No. I think it's because I've been using a text editor recently that's called PS Pad. Oh, that would make sense. PS Paint. PS Pad. PS Me and Miss Paint. <laughs> <laughs> something something's like just really snaps there. <laughs> I, don't know what that was. I was I realized I said PS paint again and I was trying to get it back to MS paint. Um but uh, my brain cells the last two of them they sparked out. <laughs> You're trying to like stuff the words back into your mouth like eat the paper. I, I'm like rewind time. <gasps> That brings us back. <laughs> oh my god, okay, I'm I losing it. it. I'm, I oh, we haven't even gotten to the first. Scene. Oh my god. Okay, scene one, <laughs> season it. season one, episode twenty two, scene one, and action. And Rodriguez. And Rodriguez. Yes. So Rodriguez and David Carradine are together. <laughs> And Christopher Walking. And Christopher Walking. So if you don't know who David Carradine is, and it took me three tries to get this, so apparently I don't either. <laughs> he was well known back in the day for a bunch of kung fu TV series that he starred in, and he was Bill of Kill Bill. The titular. The titular kill of Kill Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I think he did have a lot of gravitas in this in this yeah. episode, even though his ending was quite silly. Oh, yeah. We can get to that. Yeah. Um, he does seem like he always plays the same character mm, uh, mm-hmm. in the three things that I've seen him in. <laughs> the three c- scenes that I've seen him in, really. Okay, right. so he and Rodriguez are talking. He, in this show, in this episode, he plays Tempest, who was apparently a demon of, of Master of time. Master of time. Tempest. Tempest. Like tempo. Ah. But you know who's a real master of the tempo? It's Lizzo. Oh. <laughs> True. Imagine Lizzo in this role. <laughs> God, it would be good. Wow. I would watch it again. I would I would watch it again as well. I would watch it again, again, again. I'd give it an enemy. Emmy. An enemy. <laughs> I'd give it an enemy. <laughs> I'd give it an enemy. Um, okay, so Rodriguez is on the hunt to, or he, his mission in life is to get all the three charmed ones indebted. Um, and Tempest visits him and says, the demon count, I don't actually know, I'm making some of this up because we haven't been revealed yet where um, Rodriguez comes from. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like a demon council mm-hmm. and they're all trying to conspire to get the charmed ones because the charmed ones will be the downfall of all demons. For sure. So anyway, that's what I think it is. And then Rodriguez is like, is hot on the tail and he thinks he can do it. And then Tempest shows up and says something along the lines of, I've been sent to help you i've been sent to help you and rodriguez is like i don't need no stinking help i can do it on my own dad yeah exactly that was your dream (laughs) (laughs) it's not a phase dad (laughs) okay so scene two um this is kind of like the scene that tells us uh that is repeated again and again to let us know the beginning of the day Mm -hmm. um so a lot of it's just innocuous uh kit spills the pepper um kit spills the pepper (laughs) it's so cute the tv is on and they're talking about the weather 
And then there's a car crash outside. And uh, Prue thinks that it might have been her car because maybe Phoebe didn't park it in the driveway, but Phoebe did. So she's responsible. She has taken a real turn around this season. Yeah. Um, Okay, so while uh, Phoebe and Prue are having this morning, um, Prue looks down at the newspaper and sees that Andy is suspected in a IA murder. Front page, just Andy's mugshot. Suspected. He killed the IAB man. Detective suspected inspector. Inspector. Detective suspector. Inspector detective. It's Andy Trudeau. Maybe he killed someone. Maybe it was his own bro. <gasps> that was so good. Ha-cha-cha. You just did that. I did. You're getting so many songs in this one She's to make up. She's so talented. I am. I am indeed. And I am the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> and she is the Statue of Liberty. And I am the Huddled Masses. Um, <laughs> and then Phoebe reaches out to grab the newspaper and she gets a premonition of Andy dead on the floor. Yeah. The reason... I know I've watched this so many times is because I know the, I knew the exact moment she was getting a premonition. Oh. And like as soon as she reached for the newspaper I went <gasps> So, just know I've seen it so many times. Wow, life imitates art. And art imitates the dreams of the huddled masses. Hmm. That seems accurate. Yeah. So we go to credits. Yeah. We come back from credits. Yes. And Piper is somewhere. Piper is somewhere. Um, I think... Oh, they're explaining... Okay, so they're basically talking through, like, what's going to happen to Andy? Mm -hmm. What should we do? Um, Prue is saying that, like, Andy's life is more important than keeping their secret, so she's going to go find him, and even though they're not supposed to be seen together, she is going to figure out what's going on and how she can help them. Mm -hmm. Or help him. Meanwhile, Andy and Daryl are in the interrogation room. Yes. Um, Rodriguez comes in, um, and he kind of rolls the dice, and his whole thing is that he's going to lead the three charmed ones into a death trap by revealing to Andy that he knows that they're witches and Mm -hmm. pretending that he needs their help. And he's just trying to get them all together Mm -hmm. so he can kill them all at once. It's a ploy. It's a very basic ploy. It seems, because like, wouldn't they be all together at any point? Yeah, I am confusion. Yeah. Okay, so uh, Rodriguez goes and meets um, Tempest at the Symphony of Time, and um, the <laughs> Symphony of Time. This was so dumb. Yeah, this giant wall, uh, like a clock shop mm-hmm. or a tinker's shop, and it's just all clocks. And on the front of the glass display, it says Symphony of Time, and you have to make sure that you've seen it's the Symphony of Time which uh, Tempest is very casually reading a newspaper at. Yeah. It's just, it's so, you couldn't hit anyone over the head. Any harder. Any harder. It's super ham-fisted. Two fists full of ham. Full of ham. <laughs> and they're both hammers as well. Uh-huh. And, and they, they hit, hit you the on nail the head. Or your head. On, you are the nail. On and the they nose. hit your nose. There we go. And... When you wake up, you see all those little birdies, the little cuckoo birds, yeah. like, flying around. I'm and the you. cuckoo birds That's belong to clocks. <gasps> Symphony <laughs> of time! I went on that journey with you, and I don't regret it. <laughs> so glad you came. <laughs> Buckle up, kids. going to be a puppy ride. Okay. Um, cut to... Oh, we find out what Piper's doing next. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she is getting ready because her show's going to be on... 
the Food Network? <laughs> yeah, her restaurant is going to be featured. Oh, her restaurant is going to be on, featured a on a show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is, like, frantic, trying to prepare. She got tomato sauce upon her shirt. Um, she makes a topical reference about Celine Dion. <laughs> right, so you know it's the 90s. Yep. And then um, Prue comes in. No, not Prue. Phoebe comes in to inform her about the whole Andy might die. We need to be on our toes. A demon's coming for us. Um, and then some other stuff happens that you just basically have to remember for later because they build up and they yeah. lead to a big breakthrough for Piper. So yeah. it's actually that's one of the best storylines. Yeah, one of my favorites actually at the very end for Piper. Yeah. But yeah, so just in the meantime, this segment producer Joanne mm-hmm. is uh, a former classmate of Piper's high school classmate. Baker High. Baker High. 1992, I think they said, yep, or something that like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. And um, basically, she's just kind of an obnoxious person and is, yeah. like, flaunting her privilege and her, her wealth oh, and yeah. her success. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just trying to make Piper feel bad about herself. Yeah. And it works. Piper feels less than. Yeah. She should never feel she less than. She should never feel less than. She's than. She is exactly than. Yes. So, anyway, Phoebe gasses Piper up. She's like... You're great. You're awesome. This person is just trying to make you feel like crap. And I know that you're not crap. Um, Go Phoebe. Which I think was like a really good pep talk. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so then she manages to hustle uh, Piper out of the restaurant. Uh, Meanwhile, Prue's chatting with Andy. Mm -hmm. She's letting him know the deets. In a field. In a field. Next to a swing. Yes. Yes. I actually enjoyed whenever they would go back to the scene in later iterations and they would like change the wordings that they used just ever so slightly, but they would mean yeah. something so different. I, I agree. I thought this was this was possibly the reason that they really did this, I think. Yeah. In order to give a payoff yeah. for Andy's death and for the end of Prue and Andy's real relationship. Yeah. Yep. They they also gave their real relationship, like a bunch of alternate endings too. Like one in which one of the sisters dies and Andy never knows that Prue loves him that much. Mm -hmm. And then one where she finally says it and then that is kind of what they have left after the end of this episode because they don't have each other anymore. That's it. That's it and that's supposed to be the closure, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so they're discussing outcomes of uh, why why Prue should not do something or why Andy should not do something mm-hmm. in order to try to save each other. Mm-hmm. And they figure out that the demon is probably Rodriguez. Yeah. So Eureka! <laughs> <laughs> they have done it. Um, but they, it still like works in uh, Rodriguez's favor because Piper, or Prue was like, I guess we have to go and meet him at the place that he wanted he wanted to meet us at, just to just see what it's about. And I'll go with my sisters because they'll be the power of three. Mm-hmm. Yada yada yada. Like even the, though the power of three plus one. <laughs> oh me. yeah. I hated that line. That was such a silly line. <laughs> I kept um, saying it. It's very angsty. Yeah. Uh, so Prue decides that she's going to go ahead and walk into this trap they know is being laid for them because she needs to see it through and Andy is told to stay away mm-hmm. um, and then Prue says this is this is actually one that I did like Prue says don't make me use my magic on you and he's into that yeah they have a little small flirt so into that so cute <laughs> Love. Um, so then they close on Prue just saying something like 
generic like I don't know what I do about you mm -hmm. something like that yeah for the first iteration yes and then sneaky 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 car sneaky sunglasses Andy sneaky Andy <laughs> Uh, reclines the seat all the way back. Yeah, as Rodriguez pulls up to the manor. Um, okay, so Rodriguez is coming to the aforementioned meeting. Uh, meanwhile, the sisters are inside the manor deciding how they want this meeting to go. Phoebe ends up being cannon fodder. Um, <laughs> and as they're still deciding this and talking about their plan of action to attack him should he be a demon, the doorbell rings because he's early. And it's him. It's him. He got past <clears throat> Kit, the cat. I know. The fight um, scene... Oh, go on. Oh, I would just like to mention that every time they showed Kit, <laughs> Kit was a little cross-eyed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was really cute. Yeah. Silly. Little Silly kitty. Little kid. Okay, um, fight scene ensues right away. There's really no um, There's no lead up. Yep. There's no foreplay. <laughs> instantly, we fight. Instantly, um, Rodriguez bursts through the door and throws an electric ball, or Sangon, if you watch Naruto, at <laughs> Phoebe, and she crashes into the wall, and she's dead. She's dead. Phoebe's dead. Alyssa Milano's not very good at playing dead. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't notice. Didn't look like it. I, I was... was Kind of like, oh, <laughs> she did look a little asleep. Yeah. Um, and then Piper comes out of the other room and hurls a, or stops time. And then um, while, what's his face? The Rodriguez is hurling another electric ball. And then Prue turns the electric ball back on him. Yeah, and he's vanquished. And he's vanquished. And then we're like, oh my gosh, that was so fast. And then all of a sudden time starts moving backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. <laughs> you did it. You moved time backward um, along with the magic green screen that moved time yeah, backward. Yeah, super weird. I actually think that when I was watching, I was like, oh, I'm sure the sound designer had a field day. Oh, yeah, definitely. All the different like backwards noises and the way they signal time and all these weird synthy bells. <laughs> I love a synthy bell. Um, okay, so then we pop back into Tempest um, in his... Um, Penthouse, penthouse apartment? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why do all the demons have such nice places? Um, good question. With strange fireplaces <laughs> and like decor <laughs> and accents. It's how you know. It's a hallmark of um, their demonry. Of demon culture. A sophisticated demon. <laughs> a postmodern demon. An art deco demon. That's exactly what it is. An art deco demon. Yeah, so he rewinds time. Christopher Walken rewinds time. <laughs> and... Rodriguez has some physical acting to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he is still feeling like he's being electrocuted yes. by his own electric ball. And uh, he's smoking. <laughs> he's like, ah! He goes, ah. <laughs> he's like, that was terrible. <laughs> ah! I prepared for so long to be able to act this way. <laughs> Finally, uh. my viewpoints class has worked. Um, Time has been reset. And he's like, what the heck a doodle? And Tempest is like, I told you I was here to help you mm -hmm. see your failures. So now we have the concept for the episode, which is that Tempest will keep resetting time so that Rodriguez can learn more and more about how to kill the charmed ones and eventually succeed. And killing all three and killing all three before he is Myrtle. Relevant. Yeah, all three at once. All three at once. Um, which is the whole like resetting time thing so that you can relive a day again and learn more incrementally is a tried and true premise. 
Yeah, Groundhog Day, for mm-hmm. instance. Is that what it was? Groundhog yes. Day? Groundhog yeah, Day. Groundhog Day, as I was yawning saying that. If you've seen the terrible sci-fi movie on Netflix, which of course I have seen, <laughs> called Ark, that is the premise for that as well. Um, I don't know Not others it. come to Wizards mind. of Waverly Place. Oh, totally. <laughs> Wizards of Waverly Place, a classic, <laughs> classic. There are so many others. There's got it. I'm just blanking so hard. I feel like every fantasy or sci-fi TV show has at least an episode of this. Where they play with time. Yeah. Yep. It's a trope. Yeah. It's a trope! (laughs) Instead of it's a trap. Oh my goodness. It's a trope! It's a trope! Has anyone made that t-shirt? Of like the little alien guy from Star Wars? I don't know. I feel like if they have, it's part of some very niche um, uh, group of people who are like, into literary <laughs> jargon and terms. That's you. It's, it's made me. for you. So it's made for me. I made it. Someone and I just deja vu'd it. Okay, so anyway, we go back to the beginning scene that lets us know it's morning. Back to the beginning. I don't know the rest of that song. Oh. Got a lot of singing in this episode. This is our musical episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, um,. I think Phoebe, of course, would feel deja vu the strongest. Yes, and she does talk about later in the episode why she thinks that is, because maybe her ability to see into the past and future allows her to remember past or timelines that never were. Mm-hmm. Also, she is she does always seem to be the one who like picks up on when things are wrong the quickest. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like Prue and Piper, I think consistently want to believe that things are fine, mm-hmm. just in terms of like. This is how the world works. Yeah. And Phoebe's like, no, this is incorrect. Which I <laughs> love. Incorrectly. She is super intuitive. Yeah, very, very intuitive, very observant. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, oh, uh, so we redo this the day again. Phoebe's like, something's weird. Yeah, and trying to convince Prue that this deja vu is not like any other deja vu she's ever had before again again. A special deja vu for my special eyes. Okay, and then so because the day's uh, happening over again, all the things happen again, which means that we go back to the interrogation room. Yeah. And he has another quip. I forgot which one he used this time, but every time he has like a different quip. And he always says, I'm not talking without my lawyer present. And every time there's a lot of sexual tension between <laughs> Daryl and Andy, and Andy and Rodriguez, and Rodriguez and Daryl. All the permutations. It's a triangle. I like it. Yeah. I think they should all make out. <laughs> that would solve all their that problems. That would solve all the problems if they only all made out. Love will bring us together. <laughs> will keep us together. And that's our TED Talk. And that's our TED Talk. Thank you, everybody make out. <laughs> um, and... Rodriguez is dealing with the day starting over again by talking really fast. (laughs) He's super impatient to get to the end of it. And he has learned his lesson and isn't batting around the bush anymore. No, he's not beating around the bat anymore. He is going right through the bush. He's he's driving through the bush. Walking right through it. Sneaky, sneaky car. And and he's speaking really fast because he knows they only have a certain number of minutes left in this episode. Uh, anyway, so television. Okay, so back to Quake to relive this scene over again. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoebe goes and tells Piper something is weird, something is creepy. Oh, creepy. actually, what I would love to mention right before we go to Quake is sure. 
Rodriguez walking up to Symphony of Time oh, again, once and more. he like destroys a flower really angrily and dramatically. Oh yeah, he does seem a little petulant. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That's the word. That is definitely the word. He seems petulant. He's a petal. Ah, ha, ha, ha. And petulant. Yeah. He's a petulant. Okay. A so. Petulant. Uh, quake. <laughs> Try quake. to figure out where I am on the page. I'm here. Okay, we're all here together. I love Phoebe's hair. In the little clippies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Love the little clippies. Love her little dog ears. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay, so she's back. She's trying to tell Piper this has all happened before. Blah, blah, blah. Um, Joan. Joanne. Joanne uh, Hertz comes by again. And um, I would like to say that Joanne is like the epitome of every time we're like, why are we supposed to care about this character? Except she's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why would Piper care about this character? Why would any of us care about this character? The character is just inserting themselves and assuming that they are the sun around which everyone who mm -hmm. ever comes into their life orbits. Yeah. They're definitely a caricature. They're a caricature. It's fun to watch, but doesn't mean anything. Nope, truly doesn't. Only serves to actually heighten Piper's development, yes. which I'm glad. So Phoebe uh, basically says everything that Joanne is about to say before Joanne says it, which convinces Piper that they gotta go. And I love it when Holly Marie Combs acts sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. It is my one of my favorite things. Yes, yes, yes. Her long-suffering eye roll. Oh, that long-suffering <laughs> eye roll. Oh, it brings me such life. Mm. Um, yes, anyway, so she is sufficiently convinced. Okay, now we go back to the generic tree field <laughs> uh, where Prue is talking to Andy, and they're talking about, like, what's going to happen? How are they going to deal with this Rodriguez business? And uh, same things happen, basically, where Prue decides that she's going to go for sisters to confront mm -hmm. him, and he has to stay out of it. But then they finish with Prue saying, I still love you instead of I still care about you. Mm -hmm. Subtle difference. It hits different. It hits different. Ooh, that shit hits diff. <laughs> I'm a rapper now. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I mean, alright. I'll come to your shows. Thanks. If you release a mixtape, I will play it. Oh, please listen to my mixtape. I'll blast it. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, anyway, so in this, this scene, the second iteration of this scene, I think is when I started to really appreciate the feats of acting and editing mm. in terms of the like subtle changes, yeah. but also keeping it very consistent in a way that it's not just like, ah, ha, ha, the concept is they're doing it again. Like it really feels like they're doing it all again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I I thought that was very successful. Yeah, I agree. I, I also feel as if um, the smaller something is, the more I pay attention because I feel like there's something there that they want me to catch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. That was something that I was noticed. Okay, so I'm a screener for Tribeca right now. Woo! Woo! I'm She's amazing. She's nonstop amazing. Thank you very Statue much. Statue of Liberty. Statue of Liberty. I'm a. I'm a. Basically, I'm a programming intern. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm getting paid, mom. Don't you worry. Don't you worry, mom. Um, and my big job right now is to scan for technical errors. Mm in films, but that also means like occasionally I will watch through a film if it's short enough or if like I have the time. And something I've been really, really noticing is that the most successful films mm -hmm. will be so specific and detailed in terms of like costume, set design, props. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be like this 
story requires like a staff as a prop and it's very an intricate staff. It's like how specific they get about the character mm. and what kind of a like what kind of a photo do they have on their desk? Yeah. And what kind of uh, earrings do they wear? And why is it that um, one hand of nails is painted and the other is not? Like that, that kind of thing. Like it just gives you these indications without actually yelling it at you like through the character's mouth. It lets you take everything in. And I think that's kind of what's happening. Mm-hmm. It, to a lesser extent, for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, it's kind of what hap- is happening in this episode that you have the big concept that they are yelling at you with the like symphony of time and things like that. But also these smaller details and changes really inform a lot about the characters. And I love that. Wow, I could listen to you talk about this subject for ages. That was so oh, well said. Thank you. Yeah, you just said so many things that I feel... I can align with and that I that resonate with me. I think one of the things is that because I use the sound design for theater, that is one of the um, technical components of the show that people you shouldn't pay attention to. Mm. So you're always kind of like, why am I doing this? Nobody cares. They even took out the Tonys for this. Oh God! But that doesn't that doesn't matter. Yeah. That that's a ah the Tonys. The Tonys don't Cor- matter. Corruption and the points don't matter. And the points. And the statues don't mean anything. Um, Go off. But I'll still watch it. I still and want one. about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> True. But no, but even even though this decreased recognition happens, it's so important. Mm-hmm. If you, you only notice it when it's really bad, yeah, when right. it's like lacking. Right. Which is how you know something is so important. That's so, that's a good point to make. And I, some of what you said earlier made me come to the conclusion that even if we don't know all of like the decisions that go into a movie, like we don't know that the director sat down with the costumes and they were like, we need three buttons. Even if we don't know that, they all add to the specificity that goes into the work and we, we feel the wholeness of it, yeah. even if we don't see the parts. I agree. So good job, Charm. You did it. You did it on this one. Could have left out the Symphony of Time part, but other than that. Could have, <laughs> but thank you for keeping it, in, keeping it in so I had something to chuckle about. Yeah. I love my jokes. Love my long-suffering eye rolls. <laughs> Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Okay, so we go on again to the meetup, the confrontation. Mm, mm-hmm. Monsieur la mer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the musical episode. <laughs> the musical episode. Charmed, a spell cast. The musical. <laughs> <laughs> so Sneaky Andy's in the car again, watching as Rodriguez goes in. And again... Um, Kit hisses and Rodriguez just goes past. Mm-hmm. And this time he goes in again, guns blazing. Yep. And he very swiftly dismantles both Piper and Phoebe. Yes, because he was ready for Piper this time mm-hmm. and he knows how to handle Phoebe, but he is still thwarted once again by Prue, the big sis. The strongest, mm-hmm. we are led to believe. She comes in at the last second and murders him, but then she is devastated because her two sisters are oh, also her murdered. Sisters. I'm that must be like the worst moment of her entire life. Yeah. Yep, that's literally a worst nightmare. Oh yeah. I mean, it is literally Phoebe's worst nightmare. Yeah, for sure. Like that is something that she's been scared about since childhood. Mhm. But for Prue, obviously, it also is 
for anyone, for mm -hmm. anyone, that is a worst nightmare. Yeah. Something I just thought about is that Prue, all three of them are protectors of the innocent, but Prue has always seen herself as protectors of her sisters as mm, well. Absolutely. So this is like an added blow. Yeah, and also, I mean, Prue, Prue very much like believes in the whole protector of the innocent thing, but I think Phoebe believes in that more than anyone. Mm -hmm. Prue believes in protecting the people who are closest to yeah. her. She's more self-interested. Exactly, well, she's self-interested, but when people mean a lot to her, that's when she would like risk exposure. Mm. Like she said, it doesn't matter, Andy's life is more important, I'm going to risk being seen with him and like being interrogated if it means that I am going to be able to save him. Mm -hmm. So she has, she's extremely loyal. Yes. I think that's, that's probably her, the quality that is showcased throughout the season mm -hmm. is Prue is just, is very strong, incredibly strong, just in terms of like her power mm -hmm. and in terms of her decision making. That yeah, kind she's of stubborn. Thing. Very stubborn, and she's also incredibly loyal. Yeah, yeah. So you feel that love. Yeah, and you feel that loss. Oh. Although, this what it it is. It is because they you know have such a short episode to do mm -hmm. this in, but it was a little tough to immediately from the deaths each time go back to resetting the clock. Yeah. Because I felt like you didn't really get enough yeah. of the just intense grief mm -hmm. and mourning. Yeah. This episode leaves you reeling because you didn't feel like you had any time to process all of the things that have happened. Totally, totally. Because they got to fit a lot into their 42 minutes. Yeah, and then you had a hiatus, so people processed. <laughs> had a lot of blog posts about it, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, because Rodriguez has been killed, time restarts again. Yes. And Phoebe wakes up, the day begins, and she's like, oh, this is uh, happening again, again. Again, again, again. Again, again, again. And mm. the only, I would just like to interject in the like Rodriguez physical acting again. Mm -hmm. um, he says third time's the charm. Uh -huh. And I went, no, third time's the charm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Phoebe wastes no time. She's like, this is gonna happen, that's gonna happen. Pretty gotta listen to me, something bad, something wrong is going on. I think it's a time demon. She's very quick. Yeah, super. She usually is. That's true. Phoebe is a time saver of these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad we don't have to muddle through this being like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Maybe, yeah. Could it be time? <laughs> what could it be? Is it a dream? <laughs> is it a musical? <laughs> um, okay, so Phoebe's instantly on it, um, and she sets the ball rolling for Prue to go talk to Andy yeah. right away. And right after that, we don't even deal, I think, with the interrogation scene again. We just go to Rodriguez shooting the goddamn cuckoo block. <laughs> oh yeah, he is so angry. Oh my god. I also don't remember why I wrote this, but I said, look at David Carradine's outfit. I'm sure there was just something. look at it. <laughs> there must have been something that he was wearing that I was taken aback by. I mean, it's like a little peaked shoulder, uh -huh. tiny cape, oh. and like Toreador outfit underneath a bigger cape. <laughs> <laughs> Look at it. I heard you like caves. <laughs> I heard you like capes. <laughs> that must have been why I said look at it. Heard you like clocks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so look at that when you have time. Uh, and then we go back again to Quake. Um, Phoebe goes over, tells Piper, hey, something's happening. Uh, by the way, Joanne Baker's gonna be like this person. And then Piper goes off. Piper tells her off. Yeah. She does. 
She said Joanne off. Yeah, Joanne, not not Phoebe. Not Phoebe. She takes Phoebe's advice. She listens to Joanne. She goes, you know what, Joanne, you're not worth my time, mm-hmm. and I'm going to leave. And mm-hmm. you have fun trying to make somebody else feel bad. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. Go Piper. Piper standing up for herself. That's what we need. That's my biggest uh, favorite thing to watch. It is truly. Okay, and then we go to the, the f- tree field. Tree field again. <sighs> Same thing happens, except once again they tweak the very last line. And finally, finally they say they love each other. Yeah. Oh, babies. And uh, they agree on the same thing that mm-hmm. Andy's not going to go into the house, but well, we'll see. Anything can happen. Also, um, Prue says a line that I thought was like both ominous and so heart wrenching. She goes, Andy, I would die if anything happened to you. Yeah. And we know that that's going to set us up for something bad later. Or do we? We'll just have to keep watching. Well, we'll have to keep watching. So we do. So okay. we continue. And sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. Um, he, uh, Andy watches Rodriguez pull up to the manor again. But this time, when Kit hisses, Rodriguez turns around enough that Andy can see his like red contacts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> his uncomfortable lenses. They look so uncomfortable. I know. Oh, God. I that hate contact awful. lenses. I could, that's, uh, that's it. I'll never be an actress because I can't do that. Yeah, same. That's how I decided as well. <laughs> um, so this tep- tips Andy off, and he's like, I am not holding back. I'm not going to stick around in the car this time. Mm-hmm. Going in that house. And he does. And uh, just as... So, okay, so this time they all avoid the blast, and Andy shoots at Rodriguez uh-huh. in order to try to save them all. But Rodriguez throws a bolt, that ball of energy, at Andy. Yeah. Did he dive? Did Andy dive into the pathway at the bolt? I think so. Okay. Because I get that feeling, too. Because I think I remember Prue passing out. Yeah. Prue passed out from something. I don't know. There was a lot happening. Yeah. There's a lot, of, parse it well a, lot of, a lot of noises. Yeah. Suffice it to say, though, that Prue gets knocked out. The sisters um, are, like, scattered. And um, I believe Andy gets like throws himself into the pathway of the electrical yeah. wall and then he gets thrown into like a big glass and wooden case yeah and he dies yeah yeah and then how does rodriguez oh no he doesn't die so um piper freezes him piper freezes him and then phoebe ties him up yes and then they go check in his pulse he's dead they go check Prue. She's alive, but she's out cold. Mm-hmm. And then we go to commercial. And Andy's very good at playing dead, I will say. T.W. King is, like, much better at being dead than Ellis Wong hmm. is. You have a very good eye for this. Thank you. It is also completely arbitrary, determined by myself. <laughs> but he looks pretty dead. He looks pretty dead. You know what? Gold star. Um, <laughs> so gold, we, uh, gold coffin. Oh. Um... That's what I want. I want a sticker pack of gold coffins. Oh, that'd be cute. A little little goth. Yeah. But gold. (laughs) Glitter goth. Um, Okay, so we come back from commercials, and Phoebe is into her interrogation mode. The only reason you're still alive is because I haven't been able to figure out a way to kill you yet. (laughs) Badass. I loved that line. (laughs) I know. That was good. So she and... um, uh, Piper are trying to interrogate Rodriguez. Um, Prue is off to the side so that she can wake up on her in her own time and recover. 
Um, and they're basically trying to figure out who Rodriguez is, what he's trying to do, and he's still threatening them at all this time. Yeah. And uh, everybody's giving each other way too much info. Yeah. It's their big speech. Their big monologues. Exposition. <laughs> That's what it is. Monologue, monologue, monologue. And uh, as this is happening, we go to heaven is a swing set next to you. <laughs> um, and Andy's like, well, I didn't know I'd be here so soon. And it very much felt like a big Lebowski kind of a, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never actually seen the big Lebowski. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you should. It's great. I will. Would recommend. But anyway, so. They're in heaven. Or they're or in wherever. Some, in the clouds. Limbo, purgatory I do see the fabric, like, draping a little bit in <laughs> the background. <laughs> they're in the pipe and drape warehouse. <laughs> um, okay, so they're in this, like, weird cloudy. On the sunset strips. <laughs> like, netherworld place. And um, Prue and Andy are sitting. And, um. They have like a very big talk where Andy says, I'm not gonna be a part of your life anymore, but I'll still be there for you. Um, I'm just not physically gonna be a part of your life in anymore. In spirit. Yeah, in spirit. In literal spirit. And Prue's like, I don't understand. Why? She starts to cry. Why? And he's like, no, I, you have to accept this so you can go on living and you'll have to go defeat Rodriguez so my death will not have been in vain. Mm-hmm. And it makes you feel like the inevitability of it is so unfair. Mm-hmm. Except he's accepted it because he's dead. Yeah. He's like, well, I've shuffled off my mortal coil. Yeeted off this mortal <laughs> coil. And he's he's not going to be a ghost. He's like very... He's going to go he on. He feels like he has finished business. He's mm-hmm. done. As long as Prue defeats Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So he gives her one last pep talk. And she comes to, back in the manor. Wake up, Prue, wake up. And she's back from a double exposure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> then they end up conspiring to do an acceleration of time spell yes. so that the necessary time, the 24 hours, will, be, will go through mm-hmm. and it will be doubled and Rodriguez will not have died. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that means the world will not reset. Andy won't come back. But also, yeah. Rodriguez will die. Yeah. So like really, really for real. Oh yeah. And Tempest too. Yeah. So they. That's exactly it. So they're trying to break out of the time loop so that who, when they kill Rodriguez next, he will stay dead. But this means that because they're breaking out of the time loop, there's no hope left to save Andy, mm-hmm. which is a hard thing to swallow. I don't think I would have been able to. I mean, in this very realistic show <laughs> full of realistic choices, uh-huh. um, I, I don't think I would have been able to accept Andy's death. Yeah. I think I would have been stuck in the time loop until I like figured out a different way yeah. to do it. It's a really um, honest thing to say. I mean, yeah. Well, well I feel like the 42 minutes period doesn't give Prue enough time to process, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So we don't really see her make a decision that feels... Like thought through? Yeah, that feels satisfactory. Uh-huh. It feels... Um, because Prue is so loyal, mm-hmm. I guess, I feel as though she would have worked much, much harder, like so yeah. many more time loops in order to save Andy and her sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like she's one of those people who, going back to the stubbornness thing, would think to herself, I can do it. I can save mm-hmm. everyone. Exactly. Exactly. 
but maybe all she needed was to be able to confess her love. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I uh, whatever. It makes sense for Andy's character mm -hmm. to and go. for the episode and for the episode. But it's I thought it was unsatisfactory to like have such a short time in which she decides, okay, Andy, mm -hmm. I have to give you up. Yeah, like really give you up. Yeah. So they do the spell. Prue accelerates time. Uh, Tempest goes up in flames. Very weird. Very silly. <laughs> Um, no! And then that's it. Yep, kind of melodramatic, but not satisfying. Yes. Uh, and then when they have broken out of the time loop, they just let Rodriguez go. Like, I, well, I mean, th at first they just let him go, and I was like, what? No. I guess the idea is that they don't kill in cold blood. It didn't make any sense. Okay. It truly didn't make any sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're not murderers, but we're not angels either. What? I guess they only, I mean, the way I looked at it, I was like, oh, so they only kill in self-defense. Like, they're not going to just kill someone unless they have to out of um, their own safety. I suppose. I think they shouldn't have let him go. I don't think so either. I think they just should have killed him because he was trying to kill them. He's and he's a demon. A bad person. So he Black and white. <laughs> they let him go, and then he heads to the door, and then because he is a dummy dum-dum, he turns back around and launches one last electric fireball and uh, Prue turns it back on himself and he poofs out. It's like the, the showdown at OK Corral except we all know how it's going to end because obviously Prue is a faster draw. Yeah. She blows the smoke off her fingers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she does say that line, we're not um, murderers but we're not angels either. Which okay. I think is a very dumb line and was kind of out of place in this episode. Meh. It just kind of felt like thrown in there. Mm, I agree. Um, and then she goes and sees that Andy's dead. Mm -hmm. Well, she sees it before, but now yeah. she's like. Now she is going to grieve, and they have a little funeral, kind or like a cemetery yeah. scene, which eh, was kind of whatever to yeah. me. One of the most um, moving, moving moments in that scene, actually, was when they were like doing a big pan over the cemetery. And I don't think she was an extra, but there was like an old lady sitting in like a little wicker chair in front of one of the graves, just sitting there. Yeah. And I was like, that's impactful. Mm -hmm. I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it, I mean, it was like a very quick flyby, but I was like, I just spiraled into that story. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I felt like they had to have this scene. Yeah. Because they had to give some, like, okay, he's really dead. Yeah. He's, it's done. Yeah, the funeral montage. Yeah, but I, it just was, it was so generic. The mm -hmm. laying the one rose. <laughs> the one thing that I did appreciate about it was um, seeing Piper and Phoebe stand next to Daryl. Oh, they're such tiny people. Yeah. He's a monster, like a, not monster, he's a mountain of a man. He is a, he's a large man. He's a large man. He's a large man, and they are tiny, tiny people. <laughs> it was very cute. My two favorite things are things that are much smaller than they need to be, and things that are much bigger than they need to be. And there we go. <laughs> My two favorite things. Actors and actresses. <laughs> I mean, really. That's yeah. the biz, That's as they say. Mm. In your Someone in says. your town, in my town, your neck of, of the woods, Tribeca, <laughs> the biz. That's the biz. That's the biz. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I said eh, not great on the cemetery scene for me. Mm -hmm. And then we go to Piper and Phoebe talking, and Piper's decided she's going to quit Quake. 
Yay! Yes! Wow. It's kind of like a weird feeling because you're like, wow, we spent this entire season getting to know Quake and like getting to know um, their their like reflection scenes at Quake. Um, and it feels weird to like find, but it was a toxic relationship that Piper had with her totally. job. And so it feels like weird and satisfying, but like it's still a moment of like, wow, what's going to happen next? How is this going to change things? She's going to be a chef, she says. Yeah, her dream. She never gave up on it. I love it. Me too. It's okay. The job's okay. Pay's okay, but it's not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Ah. She basically has a midlife crisis, or a, a quarter, quarter life, life crisis. crisis. Not even a quarter life crisis. Just a decision to better her life. Yeah, and and her output, which makes sense after both the Joanne thing and then also after losing someone very dear. Yeah, although they don't really go over that that much. Yeah. So, Piper's quitting quick. And Andy is exonerated. Oh, yeah. And they're looking for Rodriguez. Good luck with that. And then they go out to meet Phoebe, or not Phoebe, Prue, who's sitting on their stoop, um, looking out wistfully into the distance. Wistfully. Wistfully. And they're like, you okay? Like, is everything fine? And she's like, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) What's next? And that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. That's the end. What's next? And she does a little door closey thing. For the nice bookend. Yeah. For her telekinesis. Mm-hmm. And, uh, bookend of the first step, I mean. Yeah, exactly. Bookend of the very first episode. And my, how they've all grown. Mm-hmm. And that's the first season of Charmed. What? What? Demon Death. Demon Death. Demon Death. Um, which one? Both of them? Separate, separate scores? The three time? The four time? Uh, eh. I mean... All together. I would combo them. I would combo, combo them. Yeah. On the whole, Demon Deaths, greatly unsatisfying. Agreed. Might even be a one out of five Jeremy's. There's nothing to like. I'll give it mm. five one out of five Jeremy's <laughs> for Ooh, each generation. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. It was just not satisfying, not well executed. Um, and it didn't feel like you won anything. You felt like you just lost something and now you had this other random death. Yeah, I agree. Completely agree. I'll, I'll give them one and a half stars. The half star is for um, David Carradine's earring. <laughs> nice. Look at his outfit, look at his earring. Yeah, that's pretty much it. He would have been an interesting villain to explore, I think. I think so too. I, well, I think he's a fun actor. Mm. Like, in that kind of, like, gnarly, kind of mm, old mm-hmm. old man way. Yeah, like, I'm a Even as a younger person. man. <laughs> yeah. This was, like, early 90s, and he still looked old. Gnarled. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Oh, late 90s. Okay. Well, thank you all for coming along on this season of mm. Charmed. I am so happy that we were able to do this and that mm-hmm. we were able to have you listen this is not our final episode of the season, however. We are going to be doing one more bonus mini-sode in which we'll do a recap of our season, a recap of Charm season, some little little fun highlights and tidbits, and we'll be letting you all know where we're going from here. Yeah, so look forward to that. Stay wary. Stay wary, stay weary, stay witchy. Mm-hmm. Stay Warner and Wong. <laughs> Wong and Warner. Um, thank you for joining us on this very long journey. It's been one of the best things in my year, oh. and I treasure and value it so much. Um, 
I am so grateful that you let these two eye bags <laughs> just talk into your ear for an hour every other week. Yeah, really appreciate that. And big, big sh shout out as well to uh, Cody Corral mm -hmm. and um, Earbud Media mm -hmm. for helping us out. Yeah, with big this, shout out, making this happen. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll do we'll do a more complete thank you for our bonus minisode. Mm -hmm. And also, of course, thank you to those of you who donated for Raices, and can't wait to keep working on all of your songs. Cool. So, any final thoughts? Um, I think one of the big takeaways, like one of the big themes, is that even if you do have a second chance, sometimes you have to learn how to be okay with what you with the, the um, outcomes that you've already put out there. Yeah. Like you have to accept. That's true. We can't actually erase mm -hmm. what we've done as much as we would like a time turner or a tempest or whatever. Mm -hmm. a pocket tempest <laughs> <laughs> with its very own pocket earring. <laughs> keep. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's valid. You do have to learn to live with your mistakes and your failures and heal and build mm -hmm. instead of constantly going back to watch yourself be destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> don't be a perfectionist, you know? Yeah, you know? Don't be a, don't be a perfectionist. If you can't kill them all, just be okay with that. <laughs> um, I, okay, final thought. Mm. I'm going to go with the Piper thought. Okay, I love that. You don't have to compare yourself to anyone else, and you don't have to compare your goals to anyone else's. Your goals are your own. Mm -hmm. They may change, but that's up to you. And it's okay to give everyone an eye roll every once in a while. <laughs> yeah, it'll help you get through those long, suffering days. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, that's all I got for this one. Thank you so much for listening. We are Charmed Spellcast. You can find us at Charmed Spellcast on Instagram. You can also write to us, charmedspellcast at gmail.com. I'm Shana. You can find me at Bernadette Teeters. I'm Bryce. You can find me at Your Best Bryce or at Finished Foodstagram. And thank you so much. Uh, bye. Bye. Yeah.
time to be with you My dear in the headlights I'm gathering a storm for you Listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.